everyone, it's me, and welcome back to this week's episode of my Best Vintage Life podcast. My name is Bridget Morawski, and this is my co-host, Art Bazarkanian. Hi, guys. Together, we are part of Baz Brothers Unlimited, a vintage wholesaler based in Fresno and Los Angeles, California. Ahoy, hop aboard. Hop aboard. Art is having some respiratory issues due to lunch that we ate, so please excuse him if he's coughing or wheezing or... Looks like a... or sounds like I swallowed a whistle. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're working working through it. My normal my normal little opening notes. If you'd like to reach out to us via email, you can do so at admin at mybestvintagelifepodcast.com. Important thing to remember is everything I'm about to say, that's a fake one. Everything I'm about to say is in my link tree, which can be found just about everywhere, especially on social media. We are also on TikTok, Instagram, and Pinterest at My Best Vintage Life Podcast. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast. If you love what you've been hearing, if it's something you've been meaning to do for a while now, we would really appreciate it. We haven't had a good review in a while. Um, you can do so on the Apple Podcast app if you're on the iPhone or on any platform. You can do that through Podchaser. Either one, it really helps us and gets other people's eyes on us and you know, really kind of puts the word out there about the podcast, just like every other platform there is an algorithm to deal with. Um, so ratings, reviews, whatever they may be, we are so appreciative of them. Thank you so much for those of you who have done it and those of you who plan to. And don't forget to check out our website. Um, I will be sending out the vintage reseller business newsletter. Um, I wanted to get it done today, but I didn't have a chance. So hopefully this weekend or early next week. So you still have a few days. If you listen to this on Saturday, you have a few days, I think, to get that one in. If not, you can always sign up for March. Um, crazy that we're in February already. And Wholesale FAQ is on the website. So if you have questions or you want to place a wholesale order, please read those thoroughly before reaching out to me. My obsession at the moment, Liquid IV. Have you had Liquid IV? I have, thanks to you. Yeah, I got a free sample with my groceries, and I am obsessed. It's like healthy uh, Gatorade, basically. It turns your water, it's a little powder packet, and it turns your water into like a healthier Gatorade. Yeah, after you there's shared no, it with me, I went and looked it up as well. There's no, yeah, you should get it for your boys. Oh, no, I'm definitely going to order For the summer. Some. You know, I think we'll probably stock it here in the summer for our shoppers. There's no color or anything weird like that. No it's goofy just, dyes. Yeah, the dyes and Gatorade that are so gross. Um so, yeah, I'm excited about it. My favorite flavors are watermelon and strawberry. So, it's a good combination. Yeah, there's some other really cool ones. There's like an immune system one, a sleep one. And there's like a macho one. So all sorts of things to try. So that's my obsession at the moment. What's your obsession at the moment, Art? Do you have one? I do. I've had a couple, actually. Uh, the first one got canceled by you. Then the second one was a more positive one. That got canceled by you as well. <laughs> So I'm going to go with my number three is the Oculus. I've been doing it at night to relax and travel the world. So it's like a virtual reality mm -hmm. thing. And I've gone to Paris, London, Abu Dhabi, Riyadh, and underwater. And what I was really trying to do was overcome my fear of heights because I'm really, really scared of heights and balconies and all that. And I, I keep trying and I keep failing at it, but I'm getting a little bit better at it. Oh, cool. Yeah. You have to bring that in for me to try. <coughs> You'd love it. Yeah. As much as you like roller coasters. Cool. Yeah, there's roller coasters from different theme parks around the world, nice. which is cool. And so it's kind of a cool way to see a lot of things and see if you really want to go there or not. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love that. Yeah, you'd love the tour of London and oh, England, yeah. the castles. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, and even, there's even castle. one with, uh, what's his name, David Attenborough? Oh, I who love does, him. Yeah, yeah National so Geographic. And, well, uh, he just, he does so many different documentaries. Oh, the one that I actually made uh, my oldest son watch was a beautiful one going back in time with uh, like Eva, like fossils and mm -hmm. just different like and it helped him in one of his classes because he narrates so well and so mm -hmm. easy to understand cool. you know yeah well, so that's, that's my me. positive obsession thank you let's keep it positive i always do thank you the other one is positive too but it's just not everybody likes to hear it <laughs> <laughs> okay here we go we got three mini topics this week and we don't have any catch-up um burning questions for you from the patrons so episode might be a little bit shorter today um so no burning questions there and no new patrons um but i will um cover the patron program in a little bit for anybody who's looking to join so our first mini topic are resellers buying from you so this has been a common thing we hear from a lot of different people and i think it's a conversation going on in the vintage world in general is are resellers buying from you? And I guess, how do you feel about it? How do you react to it? So our, I'm kind of curious what your take is on this question. Um, let's just say I'm a reseller and I'm selling something very specific and I'm selling it on the lower side and people are buying it from me and reselling it on their own. How do you think I should feel about that? As long as you're selling at the price that you have it marked for everybody else, whether it's somebody who just walks in and wants to wear it, you should be thrilled and happy mm -hmm. because most likely they're going to buy, keep coming back to you. Yeah. I know there's local retailers here who can't command high prices. So shop owners in San Francisco, Los Angeles drive up to Fresno and they buy from them. And then some, some of the vendors are happy. Whereas others complain to me, like, I think I sold it too cheap. I'm like, what does it matter who bought it? The question is, did you get the price that you asked for? And yeah. you can't be that way. And I, I find it really ridiculous to, be upset that you sold something that you wanted to sell at the price you asked for it. it it's counterproductive. Mm, it, because I think. it's all about ego. Your ego kicks in when you when you find out that that person is is getting more money. Yeah, they're also paying more rent. They yeah. have more liability. Yeah, we'll they see. Have... Put yourself in their position. We'll see if you're complaining or not. Yeah. Um, I mean, no, people here I've... complain about two dollars a square foot. Yeah. You can't find a place retail anywhere for under that. You know, they're yeah. paying twenty, thirty. So my, I mean, my thought on it is a lot of people, it's, it's like, it's, if you're, especially if you're selling an item that the landed cost, meaning the cost that you got it at is super cheap, like say under $5 and you're making a huge markup on it, who cares? Like, for example, let's say you get a sweatshirt for five bucks and you're selling it for, I don't know, 49 and then somebody buys it and they sell it for 89. Who cares? Who exactly. cares? That's the whole premise of this business. Like yeah. I've never, once somebody pays my price, I could care less what they sell it for. And that's yeah. what it comes down to. And I, I think even if you're a small vendor, you should have that attitude as well. Now, what Art said about, you know, as long as you're getting the price that you want for it, be happy. Okay, well, maybe, you know, if you see that this is happening a lot, then maybe your stuff is priced a little too low. Then you start feeling just a little taken advantage of. But if it's a hit or miss thing and it happens here or there, I really don't see what the point is in getting upset. 
I really don't. There's so there's so many big margins to be made in this business that you really can't get mad about it. You just got to move on. But like I said, if it's something that's happening like every day, okay, then maybe reevaluate. Hey, is this price too low? Can I raise it up a little bit? And that's a, you have to try to find line there because you also don't want to turn off the people that want your stuff at the $49 price point. And if a lot of your customers are used to your pricing, it could be tricky to raise it. Um, unless you do it like in a very small incremental way. Well, if you want to have some loyalty program by keeping the going up with the price and then offering a local discount or a frequent buyer program, that's one way you don't have to increase all your prices and turn people off, you know, offer some sort of incentive to keep shopping with you. No, I'm going to say if, if somebody comes out to you as like a, um, like, Hey, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a reseller. Um, You have 10 things I want. Can I give you X amount? If it's a good deal, take the money and run. That might be an amazing relationship to have with someone down the road. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just take the money and run. And especially if they're, like, nowhere near you, they're not treading on your ground or your geographic area. If you're in New York and this person's in, like, Oregon, who cares? Do or like it. even online, if someone, yeah. you see somebody buying a bunch of your things and they happen to be a reseller, be happy. Take it as a compliment yeah, that somebody that's a really good loves way to look what at you it. curated. Yeah, you have good taste. And Boo-hoo. you saved them a trope. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I think no, it's I mean, so we're not trying to be jerks about it. Like, we're not saying if you feel upset or whatever, you're stupid for feeling that no, way. No, you are. No, you really are. Okay. Well, Art thinks you are. I yeah. don't think you are. I mean, well, cause you're, will Art. Our egos always get the best of us. No, they don't. You're in business. You've been in this business a long time. A lot of these people are new to this business. You have to take that into consideration. Get thicker skin. Yeah. No, that is true. That's a nicer way of saying it. Yeah. Get thicker skin. Take it as a compliment. You know? It's like, what did they say? Flip that frown upside down. Well, flip the script. Flip the script. Anything else you want to add to that first mini topic? No. I think you did a great job with it. Thanks, you too. (laughs) So I'm doing this one just a little early, um, but Art and I were talking about Valentine's Day. Now I know a lot of people have mixed feelings about Valentine's Day and, you know, Valentine's Day is a day of capitalism and it's like a made up holiday, whatever, whatever. Um, You know, there's all different feelings about it. But I think if anything that I take away from Valentine's Day, it's, it's the message of love. And I think one of the most important things, especially in the last few years, everybody's kind of had a rough go of it, is is self-love and, and taking care of yourself and being kind to yourself. So I just wanted to do like a little lighter mini topic um, that I think appeals to both enthusiasts and resellers. And it's just being your own Valentine this year, whether you are coupled up, married, single, whatever your situation may be, and I'm sure everyone's is unique, Um you just be kind to yourself and it's a really great time of year to support your, your local vintage resellers. Um, because I think that is in its own weird way, a way of, of showing love and showing appreciation. And maybe it's that time when you want to treat yourself to something that you've been eyeing up for a long time. (coughs) Maybe during the holidays you spent a ton of money on other people, but you didn't do anything nice for yourself. Maybe this is the time to do it. And I think a really great way to do that is by supporting your local vintage resellers. Um, And if you're a reseller yourself, maybe another reseller has something that you like and you can support them. So Art, I have a question for you. Yes. 
if you uh, if you had to, I don't know, be your own Valentine this year and treat yourself to something nice, vintage, what would you get? I would get myself myself. <laughs> so I could treat myself twice. No. <laughs> That's not what you mean. You mean a, a, a thing. A piece of vintage, something vintage. I, you know me. I love watches. Uh, I'd probably, if I could, I'd buy myself, uh, give myself a budget of 250 bucks and find something and actually pull the trigger. I am the worst window shopper in the world. I cannot tell you how many times I just look at stuff and look at stuff. And then I look at long enough. I feel like I've owned it and then I don't want it. Yeah. I used to do that so bad when I would even go like, it's been a while since I've been into a store like mm-hmm. a real store where you buy clothes and <laughs> I no, know. I'm serious. I'm same. <laughs> and I used to just walk around with it. And by the time I was done, I would always just set it back and walk out the store. I couldn't oh do it. Oh my God, you like, you bonded with the piece. Yeah. I felt like oh, I've already had this. It's weird, right? No, it's not weird. I don't know. It's a different kind of experience, I guess. So you, you'd say maybe a watch? A watch. Any specific brand? Uh, I had a tag when I was in uh, college. I traded a bike for it, and uh, the guy needed a bike. I wanted a cool watch so I could fit in at USC. Aww. So I, I traded him uh, one of my bikes, and I got this cool watch, and my brother lost it when he borrowed it. Um, oh, my so, God. But now that same watch is like two grand. So they those go went up in value. So probably like a knockoff of that or something close to it, just a used watch. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks like a Submariner, like a Rolex Submariner, but it's just a cheaper version. Gotcha. Not the $10,000 one. Yeah. <laughs> that would how, what were you going to say? So how about, well, what I've really, really wanted for a long time is I wanted a watch that was made in the year I was born. Oh, so I cool. thought that'd be really cool. So I always do that. I look for stuff then. And I found a couple of things, but I think I'm going to wait till maybe Christmas to treat myself. Okay. Very yeah. cool. All right. Yeah. How about you? Oh God. Well, I don't know. My, um, a lot of the things that I want for myself vintage are just probably not feasible for a Valentine's day gift to myself. I would, I would love a vintage, uh, tennis bracelet, but that's, uh, that's a big, that's a, that's something I'd have to save up for. That's a lot of self love there. That's a lot of self love. Um, Wait a minute. You just came back from a trip. Yeah. And you showed me some really cool stuff you got. So that's, that could call count, right? Yeah, I suppose so. Some paintings, uh, one painting. I did actually did a, a little video on it and, and some books. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, it's not that those things aren't special to me. But I for me, like, special would be a nice piece of jewelry or a watch as well. I've been looking for a watch for ages. I swear to God, like, 10 years now I've wanted a watch. And I did get myself one, like, fashion-y one. But I, I, don't, I don't wear it. Um. But there's um, a print I've been looking at on Etsy, and Etsy's always a sad one, you know, when you, you favor, favorite something on Etsy, and then you go back to your favorites, and the red heart is turned into gray, and you go, oh, no. <laughs> that Does it mean it got, go- it's gone. it got old? Oh, it's no, gone. it got old. No, it's gone. <laughs> and then, like, they don't even unheart it for you. You have to, like, <laughs> click into it and unheart it. It's so sad. Um, so there's a, a print... Um, that I've been wanting and Andrew Wyeth, uh, it's a, it's a poster from an exhibition of his and it's signed. 
Um, and I actually think for what it is, it's priced reasonably. I would just have to have it framed, which would be an additional cost. So that's something that I really need to either pull the trigger on or walk away. So do you think like Valentine stuff is more, uh, something to be worn and on your personal body? No, not necessarily. Okay. No, I've never thought that way about the holiday. I so just, if someone got you like a radio or is that too impersonal? A radio? <laughs> Yeah, you know, like a boombox? They don't I mean, do that anymore? I mean, I don't. You've never had somebody give you a radio? No, I can't say I have. Really? Yeah. Not um, even a Walkman? I My brother gave me his old Walkman. It was the yellow well, one, go. the old Walkman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I had the CD player, you know, the handheld ones that you'd listen to with the headphones. And I'm just trying to figure out how this valentine's things works. everybody's different yeah. everybody has things that they want to buy for themselves some people it's a vintage camera some people it's a vintage car you know oh that's true everybody's everybody's different yeah, um, my, my brother ends up getting like the weirdest coolest stuff yeah, yeah. for himself no oh <laughs> it's like i don't see that <laughs> no he just, no he just he's like me he likes gadgets too but yeah. his yeah his gadgets are like different like mopeds uh, motorized bikes, the Swiss army bike. Have you ever seen that? No, I hope he has so, a helmet though. He needs like two helmets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can't guess. afford any more damage oh, there. Exactly. <laughs> oh. um, okay. Well, I don't know. I just thought it would be something fun to talk about. And like Treat I said, yourself. it's a great time to support your local vintage resellers, or even if it's not vintage, your local small businesses, restaurants, uh, wineries, chocolatiers, whatever it may be. I think it's just another great holiday that if you choose to participate and you like the holiday, shop small. And yeah. if you can, shop vintage. So, yeah. Okay. I was thinking of getting myself a Pandora's bracelet. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. That's a joke, by <laughs> the way. No offense if you like them. I don't. <laughs> what did you get him? <laughs> <laughs> There's a great SNL skit about... Uh, Pandora bracelets. Yeah. Just Google SNL Pandora bracelet. Okay. I'm just going to do um, my little patron. Ugh, I have a mohair sweater on. There's like a strand in my mouth. I'm going to do my Goat patron. <laughs> I'm going to do my patron spiel before our last uh, mini topic. So, as always, if you're looking for a way to support the podcast, um, other than rating and reviewing, if you're ready to take the next step up, we do have a patron program with five tiers. The lowest tier is open to an infinite amount of people. And with that $5, you get um, a shout out from Art. You are sorry. No, shout out on the podcast. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. No, you get to you get a shout out for your business or for your personal account. You get to ask Art a burning question, and then you get two bonus episodes of the podcast a month. Oh, I'm so glad you didn't say Art's burning shout. No, no, you're getting a lot of bang for your five dollar buck there. Somebody actually complained to me about it, and I was like, "Listen, I had a lower level of the pod, a lower lower level of the patron program, and nobody wanted to do it. Everybody went to five bucks, and like, truly, you're getting twenty eight to you're getting forty to sixty extra minutes of the podcast every month, and um, if if you don't think my time's worth $5 an hour, I'm sorry. This is not a good show for you. <laughs> I, I made $5 was, an I hour. I wish that was your rate. I made $5 an hour. Uh, Babysitting? Uh, as a cashier in high school in 2004. <laughs> so um, that's just the way it is. That's the way the, the patron levels are set up. $5 is the low point that everybody seemed happy with. And you get a lot of bang for your buck. 
at the $20 level, it's just strictly advertisements. So with your $20 payment, you'll get two ad slots on the podcast every month. We do two episodes a month. It can be 30 to 60 seconds long. You give me the copy. I'll just time it out and um, do your ad during the podcast. I'm trying to get some people advertising so that I don't have to take on other advertising opportunities like toothbrushes and dick pills. So, <laughs> Did they reach out? No, oh. but they're on everybody else's podcast. Blue chew, chew it yeah. till you're blue. <clears throat> Making me laugh. <sighs> and then at the $25 level, we have our text mentoring program. You get all the benefits of the $5 level. And then you get um, on the Nudge app with me. You get to ask two burning questions a month about your business. Right now, there are only two spots left in that. I'm, I'm shocked that they've filled up as fast as they have. Two spots left at the $25 level. And that's a great place to hang out because the $50 level is completely booked. Uh, I don't see any openings there in the future. Um, but if there are, you get all the benefits of the five. And then you get a one-hour video call with me once a month to discuss your vintage business. And then there's probably always going to be spots open at the $100 level. Same thing as the five and the 50. And then you get an additional um assessment of your website or selling platform and you get a free copy of our retail math class so there's always open spots there um i only have one person at that level right now lots of good stuff there yeah i keep i keep looking at that football jersey behind you the boomer esiason oh, yeah. it's so funny that it popped up i know randomly and the Bengals are in the super bowl yeah so if you're interested in the uh, patron program it's patron.podbean.com slash my best vintage life podcast. And if you don't remember that, you can just Google it and find it that way. And there's also links in the link tree. You got five options there, depending on, um, well, technically four, since one of them is uh, completely booked up. But it's a great way to support the podcast. And we yeah, appreciate well, I have, your support. I just came up with another way, too. What? Uh, I actually owe you like 300 something bucks. You owe me $300? Yeah, I started something without your permission. Oh, is it an OnlyFans? Go fans only? What? Is it an only fa fans only? Yeah, I've been recording you while you eat. <laughs> I've been purposely giving you ice cream cones and suckers. <laughs> yeah, you have a lot of fans. Oh, it's taken some crazy, of the crazy caring requests. men in my life to gently call out the way I eat certain things, which I was never aware of. I mean, it's insane. Let's just say I should probably be in a room alone. Yeah. I've, that's why like, I leave the popsicles and the suckers in your office so you close the door. <laughs> Listen, I have no shame when it comes to eating. I prefer to eat alone. I sit with, like, my legs crossed up on the chair. I slurp. I'm sloppy. I don't care. I love eating alone. Hence yeah, the listen, reason why there's all kinds of fans now. Tell, give me a hot dog. Give me, like, half a rack of ribs. Shut the door. I want to be alone for that. Thank you. Thank you. Impressive. Okay. Last mini topic. Ready? Ready. Okay. So we have been... You all right? Yep. Okay. We have been talking to a lot of people and I'm calling this two different things. So I'm using the term short-term lease because I usually think of leases in a longer term or a long-term pop-up because I typically think of pop-ups in a shorter term. So 
these events, a lot of people are participating in these types of events or these types of little mini contracts um, because it's a nice way if you don't have a brick and mortar to really get yourself out there. And honestly, like the original model of this is an antique mall. Um, but people now are doing kind of more like market type feel, a collective. There's lots of different, you know, words out there for it, um, whatever you want to call it or whatever you, if you're participating in one, whatever they call it. But uh, I just, I think they're so great. I do too. I am so pro so this. low risk. Yes. High reward. Potentially high reward. I'm yep. sure rewarding. And, and I always tell people like if they want to get into this, hey, listen, be happy. If you make your rent every month and you learn a lot from it, that's a huge win too. You don't have to be making a huge profit for it to be meaningful. You know, it really, it teaches you about demographics. It teaches you about your inventory. Um, yeah, like how fast you're going through things. Yeah. What's your back stock like? It's a great mini way without the stresses to know if you're cut out to actually do your own thing, you know? Yeah. And honestly, I think about it. If there's one thing going on, like in the vintage world right now, when I look back, I think, God, what I would have given for that, that is it hundred percent because I know a lot of people doing it who have full-time jobs and that's really like a dream for them is okay I can actually still maintain my full-time job where I have benefits an amazing insurance you know for my kids my spouse whatever it may be um vacation time personal time you know paid paid time off um you know it just it's it makes me happy that there are options for people now and it's not just, okay, you're going to have to take on a, a lease at a store and try well, to figure out how to do that. It's, it's almost impossible to do while having a full-time job. I know some I mean, you got to come into it. a store with at least 50, 60 grand in your pocket, mm -hmm. you know, just to, for employees, your rent. Your well, it's just like, buy, it's like buying a house. I always tell people, listen, because, you know, people, because I, I feel like people ask me sometimes about real estate because I've bought two houses and questions. And I say, listen, whatever your budget is for buying a house, add on like 10 to 20 grand more into your budget or subtract your the price you're looking at because it's not just your mortgage, right? Right. It's what happens if two months in your HVAC system goes? What happens if two months in uh, you need new windows or a new door? Like it's well, yeah. it's the same thing with going into a retail lease. Obviously it's, you're not buying the building. I mean, in some cases people do, but with a retail lease, there's a lot of things to think about. Yeah. You know, and it kind of tells you uh, what the area that you're in, how open are they? How fast does product move? Yeah. You and know, um, a couple I've heard, of our oh. friends just opened up, you know, they shut down their own store and opened up a larger space up in the Bay Area as a collective. It? Yeah. Yeah. Our friends at um, Afterlife in San Francisco, they had a one of the highest voted respected vintage stores in that area. And um, now they are opening a collective, which I think is cool. That's that's life. You have to be flexible and they got a lot of great people in there and I'm sure um, it, the, the interest will, or not, well, the interest, not interest as in like percentage, but the interest in the, their program and what they're doing will continue to grow. So, yeah. um, you know, I think I've seen some different models in terms of pricing. Some people tell me, cause of quite a few of my mentees are doing this. They say, oh, I pay a flat rate and they don't take a percentage. 
Uh, some people are just taking a percentage and some people take both. And I really think that's based off of where you are. If you're in a city, I would be prepared that you're probably going to have to pay a monthly fee and give them a percentage. See, I preferred that just because it, it incentivizes the person to take care of my booth in a sense, like to help people. Now, if he's just getting a flat fee, he's not really going to care if someone's No, I buying. like that. That's a you good point. I mean? And I do, the one thing that does kind of irk me a little bit about it, and that's because I have some trust issues, is I, I do worry sometimes, like, what's going on when the person isn't there. But also, I think over time, you build trust with people. And if you're in a place where you're like, shit, I don't trust these people, then get out of it. Yeah, well, absolutely. You know? Because you and, can't be, the whole point of that place is you not having to be there all the time. You know, maybe on the weekends you drop in and then once a week, you know, you check your inventory status and, and eat. what's great is if you can somehow link in with an app to see what's selling once they uh, reconcile for the day and you kind of see what, what's sold. Oh, 12 t-shirts, four sweatshirts, two, two denim. And then, you know, when you go in on Saturday, you could take that to restock. Yeah. And it's a great thing if you have like an intern that they can help with as well. Like maybe if you're working and you can't get there on a specific day, hey, can you go to the booth and do this for me? Or can you go to our spot and do this for me? You know, just if you need a little extra help. Um, yeah, I, I like it. I do too. I think that um, there are a lot more positives to it than than negatives. Oh, overwhelmingly so. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, you know what, it, it also teaches you to price your things a little bit higher than you did before mm -hmm. because you're not at a flea market. You're not selling out of your garage. You can charge more because you're in a retail space. So that right there, the extra price should kind of cover what you're paying the person who's managing the place for you, you know, whether it's the percentage or the rent. I was just going to say, I know there's probably some people listening to this saying, Bridget, there's nothing like that where I live. But going back to what I said before, the oldest model of this really is like an antique mall. Truly. Yeah. I've walked into antique malls, seen military stuff, yeah. seen Hawaiians, seen so dresses. So I can't think of many areas that don't have something like that within 30 minutes. I mean, you truly would have to be in a very desolate rural area. And sometimes rural areas have more of that than cities do. Um, so just something to think about. Um, is that like something you could do in place of the experiences we're talking about? What we're talking about happens is happening a lot in big cities, um, even in smaller sized cities as well. And hey, guess what? If they don't have this where you live, maybe it's something you can start on your own. Absolutely. And then you're that making too. that money, right? You have your own booth and then people are paying you. If you have some sort of space, if your family has some kind of you space. You know what it is? It's the hair salon. Well, they, they do that in Fresno, you know. Yeah. Those little hair salons. Oh, no, everybody has to pay for their station. Sola Salon. You go in and it's all these partitioned little rooms and every hairstylist has their own little salon in the building. It's genius. Well, every single salon is like that, though. Other mm. than if you're working for like super You mean you pay for your chair? You pay for your chair. Yeah, sorry. I thought you meant you pay for your room. Oh, no, those are massage places. <laughs> no, talking. Normal massage. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I well, you're making that face like. Because there's so many not, there's so many sketchy massage places in Fresno and you know there are. How would I know? Okay. Remember that time we took our clients out to the Ethiopian restaurant yeah. and the guy came oh. out of the massage place yeah. and we had two British clients here and they were like, 
Oh, oh, he yeah. was like all oh, sweaty. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm immature. But anyway, yes, you mean the original hair salon as in you rent a chair, correct? A but chair. now they have salons within salons. It's insane. Anyway, I digress. Um, we That's very... why, you know what? I go to one of those salons. That's where I get my hair dyed gray. <laughs> <laughs> why are you laughing? You think this is natural? No, I, I just, I frost it. <laughs> My mom used to frost her hair. That's what she called it. It was like white blonde. It was very strange. Oh, yeah. She'd be like, I'm going to get my hair frosted like she was a cake or something. Yeah, that's a different kind of frosting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, because naturally it's jet black. Oh, all right. So, anyway, just to to sum up our feelings on that topic, we very much support it, and I think it's I think it's great. So, yep. yeah. And uh, covered the patron program, covered everything else. Is there anything else you want to add into the episode? Yeah. What? Yes? No. Yeah, I, I, uh, no, I'm good. No? No. Are you sure? Is it controversial? Very. Okay, then no. <laughs> We're not. some. We're not, we're not going to do it. I just, this has been a nice light episode. So. Okay, you win, man. Is it the Olympics? No, okay. I'm not watching a minute of it. No. Hint, hint. Yeah, no, I'm not either. I don't support the enslavement of Uyghur any Muslims or, or any people. Any people. So, yes, I will not be watching the Winter Olympics. I didn't get to really talk about it much, the last Olympics. Um, but that's just my feelings. And I know there's athletes that have worked hard to get there, and I do feel bad about that. But it will not get there's my more eyes. important things than winning a little medal. Yeah. Yeah. Like people being tortured. So exactly. we will not be watching the Olympics here at Bass Brothers. And um, if you feel the same way, let me know. I'd be curious. Um, anytime I give an opinion, I'm always ready to get both ends of it. So, yeah. Okay. Well, we're all entitled to give an opinion. That's there's no right or wrong. It's For a long time, ours. though, people are just scared to give their opinion, and not I. I'm just not allowed. <laughs> well, on this show. Well, th this was an opinion that I think really pertains to the fashion community because of 100%. all the all the not countries, the um, companies using you know Uyghur Muslim labor. So I think I told you when we got offered the military pants. That were made by them, yeah, for like pennies, and we're like, no, yeah, no. We could have made, honestly, we could have made like probably a hundred to one hundred fifty thousand dollars on it, yeah. Because a quick flip, we're like, absolutely not. Once we found out where it was made and who it was made by, yeah. So just keep that in mind. Who made your clothes? And I think that's a positive message. I love that hashtag. Who made my clothes? So here we go. In the meantime, my friends, stay safe, stay sane, stay healthy, be kind. And don't be basic. And don't be basic.